Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Friday, December 2nd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Friday slate. Three games on tap tonight. Uh, before we do that, though, we always like to look back on the big slate uh, of Thursday uh, when it's a shorter card on the Friday, and we had a big uh, night of action last night. Uh, Nashville Predators, let's start with them because they were the surprise of the night, if you will. Uh, a 4-3 overtime win against uh, New Jersey and that Recent dominance over the New Jersey Devils comes to the forefront last night for the Nashville Predators in that game. They had done a great job head-to-head against New Jersey, albeit this uh, totally different and better and improved Devils team this season, but still found a way to win. Very impressive. They actually got off to a terrific start, 2-0, and then blink and you missed it. Three quick goals early in the second period uh, from the New Jersey Devils to take the lead 3-2. And I'm sitting on Devils in regulation. I'm thinking, ah, they're nursing this one home. They've been pretty good, uh, much improved defensive team all year. It looks like we're going to hang on. But sure enough, nine seconds to go. They get the tying goal from Michael Grandlin to tie it. And then Ryan Johansson, his second goal of the game, ends up being the overtime winner, uh, 4-3 in OT and basically snatching a victory from the jaws of defeat uh, are the Nashville Predators last night. Nine seconds from losing in regulation. They end up coming back to win in overtime. Solid win for them and proof that, hey, New Jersey's not going to go winning every single game the rest of the uh, NHL season. Still been an incredibly impressive run for them, but Nashville gets the better of them 4-3 last night. Great comeback by Pittsburgh. Credit to them as well. 4-3 against Vegas, uh, a team that uh, didn't start off well there. Also down down 2-0 in the first period, but came back after that for 4-1. Uh, in the lo- final two periods, they outscored the Golden Knights, and they get a nice 4-3 win. A couple of big saves from Jari, who's had a kind of an up-and-down season. So to see him play well, preserve that lead, certainly should bode well for his confidence uh, moving forward as well. Uh, other games last night, Tampa, congrats to uh, Steven Stamkos. A milestone uh, night for him uh, with that 4-1 to win for the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning uh, last night, his 1,000th NHL point. Uh, in the victory. So congrats to Steven Stamkos for that as they defeat the Flyers by a score uh, of four to one. Uh, Gritty stealing the spotlight a little bit too with that great sign that he held up there uh, regarding the uh, little reference to the uh, Pat Maroon uh, initiative that he did yesterday, which was a thing of beauty, by the way, Pat Maroon. You talk about responding to the Jack Edwards comments about body shaming and make, laughing and making comments about his size and his weight and his pounds and all that responding to it in a great beneficial way. Uh, Pat Maroon did that for sure. Uh, you know, calling on donations and awareness to, uh, you know, mental health and uh, all of those great initiatives, which are very important. So great, great job by uh, Pat Maroon for sure uh, for turning what was that situation with uh, Jack Edwards into something positive, Alex. Great job there. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, he, he kind of took it. I feel like he took, he's the guy that would take that kind of a comment in stride. Wouldn't have really, uh, you know, harbored too much on it. But like I said, to, to spin it around and, and make it a positive because some people would have been offended by that if it had been said about them. And, and you know, uh, it, like I said, just, just a, a really, you know, 
great kind gesture uh, and, and a good way to spend light on something that you know a lot of people thought was pretty negative. Yeah, no question uh, about that. I think we've got our Friday guest joining us now on the stream. Here he is, Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy, hey, how you Jimmy. been? What's up, guys? I'm in the car. I apologize. You can't see my ugly mug, but uh, I'm good. Yeah, but as you would say, you're not missing much, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so how was uh, last night? Obviously, uh, you know, busy Thursday night of uh, NHL yeah. action uh, last night uh, in the uh, NHL. Uh, what ended up uh, sticking out to you in terms of what took place last night? Well, I mean, uh, as you can imagine, I was a little glued to a football game for a bit, but that went south really fast. Uh, so I got away from that. And look, I think the one thing that sticks out to me, and it was just going through my head right before we got on here, was we got to start taking the Seattle Kraken for real. I mean, this this is they're legit, man. And, and not only that, they're exciting as hell to watch. They are fun to watch. Like, I think we all looked at them last, you know, based on last year. We figured maybe they'd be a little better this year, but we figured there'd be more of those teams, one of those teams that was going to just really have to scrap by, do a structured uh, attack there and not really score a lot of goals, just kind of, you know, a lot of grinders, so to speak. And it's just amazing what having Matty Beneers full time has done for them and, and the impact he has there. And then, you know, they've got a, a whole slew of forwards that are stepping up right now, but he has just been unreal. And then the goaltending has been great. So, uh, well, I guess not in that L.A. game, but, um, you know, look, it, they, they're fun to watch. And I, I really think we got to start taking them for real. And that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. And then, I, you know, I got to tip my hat also to uh, to Jake Allen, who, you know, he's going to throw a couple of those yeah. at you here and there, man. He's he no always doubt. has at least one gem like that a month, you know, and I, I think that, look, this team is not a contender at all, but they're scrappy. And, you know, bet against them at your own risk. And the thing, too, is, Jimmy, and we were we were mystified. We were disappointed on the Tuesday night betcast that we did uh, earlier this week watching Montreal when they got shut out at home by the lowly San Jose Sharks. And we're like, geez, Montreal, they've done so many good things this year. And then here they are getting shut out at home by San Jose. What's going on here? But, you know, we've got, I, I'm finally figuring out Montreal. You know, they're going to have games like everybody else where when they're playing a little bit of a lower level opponent, maybe you're not going to get their best and you're going to yeah. get them susceptible. But it seems like when they're playing your Pittsburghs and your Calgarys, your Torontos and some of the better teams in the NHL, you get this team's attention, Montreal. Yep. And that's when they put their best foot forward. And I didn't love the spot for Calgary, Jimmy, last night off the Kachuk Bowl as I called it the other night yep. in Florida. And sure enough, Calgary fell flat in that spot as I was worried they might. Well, you, you know, and I, I don't know if, like, see, I don't know if I'd say they were flat. I mean, they had 40 they did have chances, shots, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I just say they, they got goalied. Um, yeah, they but yeah. that being said, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, that was a total let, letdown game, not a good situational spot for them. But, yeah, I totally agree with you on Montreal. I mean, you're right. Like, I, I don't have their record in front of me right now, but I bet it's a lot better against upper echelon teams. Um, than it is against the likes of San Jose or, you know, some other crummy teams like in Arizona. I think, didn't they lose to Arizona early in the year? They did. They lost to Columbus. There you go. So yeah, yeah, Arizona, Columbus, San Jose, like, but you throw a a juggernaut in front of them. Like, I I mean, I'll tell you what, I I don't think they play the Bruins until mid January, but I don't think that's any guaranteed win for the Bruins. Even if they're still going like they are right now, I I think that's good. Obviously it's a rivalry game. 
I would stay far away from the Bruins in a Bruins-Canadians game right now. Yep. It, it's looking like the bigger the underdog price on Montreal, the more live they are to win, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's what it's looked like so far because obviously the bigger dog they are, the better opponent they're facing. And look at these wins for Montreal. Toronto, Pittsburgh twice, St. Yep. Louis, Buffalo. Uh, the, some of these teams they've beaten. It's been a Calgary last night. I mean, that's a good little slew of opponents you've beaten that are above average or good. So something to keep an eye on for sure with Montreal. And you're right about Seattle. I mean, incredible. I was on Seattle. Alex was on Seattle uh, last night. Looked like there was trouble early, down 2 nothing in that game. We thought, oh, here's Washington again, going to take advantage of a team in a tricky spot off a successful good road trip because mm-hmm. Washington capitalized with that against Vancouver. And I thought early in that game last night, 2 nothing. Washington. Oh, here we go again. Seattle, maybe bad spot, flat spot, good road trip, a little bit lethargic coming back home. But no, to find a way when you didn't have it early, and rescue yourself, get it to 2-1, tie it late with Yanni Gord, uh, the pepper pot on the spot. What a call by John Forslund, by the way. <laughs> what a joy that broadcast team is, by the way. Yeah. John Forslund and Edzo, uh, be- yeah. one of the best in the league right now, obviously. Uh-huh. They're both so good at their craft, and together, excellent stuff, no question. And uh, great tying goal by Gord, and then Beneers right off the faceoff on the breakaway. He's now got 21 points, guys, 10 goals and 11 assists on the season. I mean, how's he not the front runner to win the Calder right now? Uh, obviously, yeah, I, yeah and, he's got to be the one. And speaking of futures, uh, sticking with Seattle, there, guys, we got to start to consider uh, Dave Hatstall as a Jack Adams candidate. And I would, I would reckon that <laughs> yeah. you can probably get some really good value on that right now. Yeah, yeah, probably I, I, for sure. I wouldn't, wouldn't guess that at the beginning of the year that he'd be in that in that range, but uh, most certainly with this, this kind of a streak. Yeah, you know so who knows? I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I was just listening, guys, to uh, driving down. I was making my, my weekly trip from Western Mass to Eastern Mass here because uh, I got the Bruins tomorrow against Colorado. And, you know, I was listening to uh, the Marrick show, and they would, you know, they'd say, look, the, everyone's going to say, oh, Jim Montgomery and, and some other guys, obviously, that are really strong candidates. But if you think about it, a lot of times the Jack Adams goes to a, a coach that made a team – in the eyes of the public, overachieve. Right. And, you know, what else would you call the Seattle Kraken right now? I mean, that's yeah. that's the perfect description right now. So, you know, the, I forget who is, uh, his producer is, uh, Justin Marchese, maybe. And, and he's like, he's my, he's my Jack Adams right now. I'm telling you, man, he's my leading candidate. And, and Marek said, you know what, you're right. I mean, even though I would give it to Montgomery, I, I, I think it's, you're right. I mean, that's kind of the, the typical Jack Adams award winner is what we're seeing from Dave Haxtell right now. So if you can get get on that right now, take that as a future. Well, the guy that's the favorite right now, as I'm looking at the odds board right now for the Jack Adams, Lindy Ruff plus 200. Right. I mean, yeah. look at the adjustment here on him. And he's, he's definitely oh, imagine what be he was now. before. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine before? And that now look at this run. New Jersey's put together plus two at Montgomery with Boston, your guy there, Jimmy plus 600 yeah. Cassidy with Vegas plus 800. I don't know how Gallant's at 14 to 1. I mean, with what we're seeing out of the Rangers so far this year. You know what is hilarious to me? It makes me wonder, like, what's going on here? Who's adjusting these prices? Who's monitoring the NHL and monitoring these awards prop categories this season? Who's changing these odds on a daily basis? Because this is a joke. This is laughable when I see what I'm about to mention here. DJ Smith of the Ottawa Senators is 22 to 1 to win Coach of the Year Jack Adams at Bet365. Dave Hackstall of the Red Hot Seattle Kraken is twenty-eight to one. That's crazy. Do you believe that? 
Can you believe that? DJ Smith is 22 to 1 with Ottawa, who have had a miserably disappointing season so far. And Haxtall, who's just led this Kraken team to battling for first in the Pacific through the first two months of the season, so actually a better odds, better price, 28 to 1. How wow. does that make sense? I don't get it. I do yeah. not get it at all. At all. Yeah. People watching the sport? Who the hell is doing this? You know, you got to. They're going on name recognition, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just going on name recognition, which they tend to do a lot. It's it's too bad. And, and you brought up Gallant there, Ian. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a future I might throw money on with with Gerard Gallant right now, and that's that's the next coach to be fired. <laughs> wow. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. No, yeah. I, mean, I, I look, I'm not I'm not trying to down like insult Gerard Gallant. I think he's a great coach, but we're starting to see that pattern again with him in his second year. Uh, we've we've seen it in other stops that he's been in, so. Are you telling me he's doing a good job right now? That he's pulling all the right strings? I mean, you know what? I think he lucked out when he put a lock in the other night. I, I didn't like that, especially after Shesterkin uh, called himself out and said, I need to redeem myself. Yeah. I would have threw him right back in. And instead he goes to lock, but he lucked out. So good on him. But I think he he's in trouble, man. That Rangers team has Stanley Cup aspirations. And I'll tell you, that ownership's not going to put up with much more. Yeah, and looking at the odds for that right now, it's funny. We're talking about uh, you know, how you see DJ Smith at 22 to 1. DJ Smith at Bet Online to be first coach fired is actually the second favorite at plus 250, where what? Gerard Gallant, <laughs> yeah, Gerard Gallant to be coach fired 22 to 1. So Oof. you get some good value there if, he, if he's the first one gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe. Like honestly, I just pulled it up a minute ago, and I, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe DJ Smith was higher up than uh the Dave Haxtall. Bruce Boudreaux's twenty five, and Haxtell's twenty eight. You know, <laughs> Vancouver another bad season there for them. I mean, uh, is Don Granado doing some okay things with Buffalo? Sure, but twenty to one for him and twenty eight for Haxtell. This is yeah. insane. This is yeah. really amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, keep an uh, eye on that. Definitely. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much what's standing out to me, guys. And uh, I'm, you know, obviously tomorrow I'll get to see Colorado. It's my first time seeing him in person. I think, Christ, about three years since before COVID. So uh, really looking forward to, to seeing Cal McCarr skate around that rink in person. No question. And I will say this: I'm looking forward to obviously that game, and obviously we'll talk about this on the uh, Saturday show tomorrow. Although when Jimmy's on Fridays, best bet segment for him is open-ended. He can give us a best bet from tonight. He can give us a best bet from Saturday, whatever the case may be. Uh, but definitely in terms of Saturday, uh, I am looking forward to that game, Colorado and Boston. And safe to say the biggest threat to the unblemished record on home ice for the Boston Bruins is probably coming tomorrow night. So Yeah, and another one's coming Monday, boys. I don't know if you see what's ahead on Monday for the Bruins, but uh, the return of Butch Cassidy back to yeah. – Back to Team yeah. Garden. So that's – it's almost like – and this is why I kind of like Colorado tomorrow, to tell you the truth. Everyone's looking ahead to Monday. And I'm like, yeah. how do you look ahead past the Stanley Cup champions, past the Colorado Avalanche? I mean, I, I would imagine the players aren't that way. Oh. I'm just talking about the media here and the fans, and that's all anyone's talking about. Like, hey, uh, newsflash, you're playing the defending champs tomorrow. Yeah. You might want to focus on that. That should be the headliner, but given the situations and the storylines in play with Bruce returning to Boston for the first time since he was fired and now returning as a member, as the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, that has supplanted, but as, as crazy as it is to say, the Colorado game tomorrow night in terms of just the, the hype train, if you will. Yeah. Like it's almost yeah. like an afterthought, the second fiddle, believe yeah. it or not, Colorado. You're right. And you've just verified that for us here 
uh, compared to the uh, Vegas and the return of Bruce uh, coming up on Monday uh, to Boston. So fascinating developments there. Uh, quickly, in a uh, quick recap for the other games, Carolina 6-4 over St. Louis. Didn't Alex and I call that, that five and a half there? It felt like, geez, yep. well, watch that game go over the total because these five yeah. and a halves for some reason – They've been really going over the total, even though in theory it sets up like, hey, it should be low scoring. I kind of see what people are looking at, betting an under here. But these five and a halfs have really been trending to the uh, over, and it did once again with Carolina-St. Louis. Dallas shuts out 5 nothing. What a job by Jason Robertson, guys. Hattrick last night, incredible stuff, 23 goals on the season. As I said on Twitter, all you old heads know what I'm talking about. There's a new JR starring in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Jason Robertson, not J.R. Ewing, not that guy. Uh, we're not I talking about old fans anymore. Yeah. No, we're yeah. talking about. Uh, and Jason Robertson is uh, doing a hell of a job. All we're missing is the theme music. That's all we're missing. I remember that. I should yeah, I should have. Yeah, we, Jimmy and I definitely, and even Alex too. You all know yep. what I'm talking about. With who, the, was, uh, who, was that, who was the woman in there that was a? She was a smoke show. What was her name? Oh, I think her name was Donna. Oh, and it's, yeah, they yeah. always they always end up getting yeah. in a fight in the pools. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh, Linda she was Gray. Like one of my first crushes yeah. when I first started Linda liking Gray. girls. Well, played Sue Ellen, Charlene Tilton. There was a couple. Yeah, they there were, were a they lot were young of on that show. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And uh, Alex, thank you for pointing out because I actually didn't. I don't know if I knew, didn't know, or forgot about it. And someone told me, and I forgot. But Larry Hagman, drank Larry Hagman on the set, yeah, <laughs> five bottles of champagne a day. That's uh, yeah. he's uh, my spirit animal for sure. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my favorite actor now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like what I'd yeah. be doing if I was in that profession. Yeah, right. <laughs> Want to be sitting next to him the next morning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. a lot of tune going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, shit. no doubt about that. Pun intended. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the star's incredible job last night. Yeah. I mean, and Jason Robertson, I mean, he's uh, tw 23 goals now in the season. And I'm just looking at the uh, the Rocket Richard trophy. And obviously now his odds have been significantly adjusted. He's only behind Connor McDavid now for uh, Rocket Richard trophy uh, uh, prop category here. He's plus 275. Uh, right now, Jason Robertson to uh, be the leading goal scorer uh, in the NHL right now. And uh, it's been a, just a terrific stretch of play for him this season. They shut out Anaheim 5 nothing. Uh, Florida, 5-1 uh, against Vancouver. Poor Canucks, a great road trip. You beat Vegas, you beat Colorado, you come home, you lose to Washington, who've been disappointing, and a struggling Florida team. Yep. So talking about Vancouver, and, just uh, continuing to be disappointing and inconsistent. We talked about the They're going to be without Demko. Demko yep. looks like he's gone for a while from from what I heard. So, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a long term. How was that for a first period last night? You're down three nothing and you lose Thatcher Demko to injury. That's about yeah. as bad as you could ask for yeah. in the first twenty minutes. And then Minnesota in Alex's neck of the woods. There, uh, they beat Edmonton five three. More problems, guys, for Jack Campbell. I mean, it's getting to the point now with him. It's just it's it's tough to watch. I mean, you want to root for this guy. He's a good teammate and he's just you know one of these people you want to see succeed because how good a person he is uh likable he is and it's just not con just continues to not go his way and minnesota gets say a five to three victory and they take advantage too of a little bit of a weary edmonton's team we talked about how they were on the east coast they come back for two home games and then yeah. the schedule makers send them back on the road again which is totally absurd 
you know, why I said this yesterday, Jimmy, I'll let you comment on it now. Why do you have Edmonton play Tampa, Carolina, Florida on the road, force them back home for a game or two, back to the East to play the Devils, Islanders, and Rangers, back home again for, what, one game against Florida and then back on the road again? What kind of schedule is that? You talk about putting a team behind the eight ball. That's brutal. And, and you know, I – I could see it if it was a dual sport arena that the team played in because you have to balance it with the NBA schedule. But that's not the case in Edmonton or in Minnesota, right? I mean, the the Timberwolves play in another arena. There is no basketball team in Edmonton. So there's really no excuse to make that happen there. Like, you couldn't have just squeezed that in at the end of that previous road trip. I'll tell you, guys, you know, I remember when I first started covering hockey, I actually – I'm going to forget his name. It's a long Greek name. Um I actually got to interview. I did a story with the guy who was in charge of the, like the master scheduler uh, that put the NHL schedule together and would work with the NHL teams and the buildings and the NBA teams and all that. And, you know, it's fascinating. The guy doesn't have an easy job. I don't think he's still there, but I feel like in the last five years that it's just become asinine the way they do it when, you know, when like, it would just be funny to kind of look, you know, like if you did a graphic of the the, the plane traveling all over the place on the map. I mean, it, it, you'd just be looking at what is this, this pilot drunk? Like, what's going on? I mean, it, <laughs> he's going backwards. So it's it, they got to do something about that because it definitely affects teams are losing games because of the scheduling. I'm, I'm, I'm flat, yeah, I just said that. I, I'm not trying to, I know we shouldn't make excuses, but it's true, it's affecting them. Yeah, I mean that's. I think there's there's got to be some way that you can keep Edmonton get their East Coast games done all on one trip. All right, yep. that that was what I wanted them. I wanted them play Tampa, Florida, Carolina, then send them to the Northeast, get that tri-state trio done: Devils, Islanders, Rangers. Then send them home and let them have at least a four or five game homestand. After yeah, that, if you can send what was it the Islanders last year? If you yep. can send the Islanders, what was that a twenty game road trip or something? 15, 15 yeah. games. Yeah. Okay, so if you can do that, then why can't you do what Ian just said? That makes yeah. no sense. I mean, if you can do it, it, it's doable, so do it. Yep, no question. And Arizona last night, which lost to L.A. after a, a good start, I'm seeing as this road trip goes on for them, they're starting games with some energy, and we saw that early, and then they're just hitting a wall later in games. Yeah. And they did that again last night. Against and that Texas. goalie, I feel bad for that goalie. He, he's yeah, been no, good. No. He, he really has. Yes, I mean he's got again. Their team is just very thin in all areas: forward, defense. Uh, Chikrin's going to be moved out of there at some point, obviously. Uh, and you're right. I mean, it's just he's doing everything he can. I think he's played well, but uh, you just can't overcome this. And it, plus, they've been on the road for a month. I mean, that, they've oh. got to be weary now. Even going home for a couple of days, as Alex yeah. stated yesterday after yep. the Minnesota game, that's still ridiculous to be on the road this long while they put the uh, dressing rooms together to be in halfway decent shape at the Mullet House. Uh, you know, and we're waiting for that monstrosity to finally finish Joke. getting done. So, yeah, yeah. How about Batman giving them a thirty a thirty year no move clause if they yeah. if they Ridiculous. get the, what the yeah. are you insane? Yes, I don't understand the answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. answer. Yeah, just uh, yeah, it, it is. But now it, it goes. It goes to the voters, however. So yeah. the and 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 if they see that you know there's going to be tax money involved, that this still may not go through exactly. I hope no. it doesn't. Yeah, I hope it doesn't either. No, we, and that, something tells me that when uh, Gary Bettman steps down or resigns or retires, whatever, 
uh, as commissioner. He's going to leave a note for the next the, the the successor as NHL commissioner. It says, "Don't you make don't ensure that this franchise never leaves Arizona." Like that will be a, like a mandate <laughs> from Gary Bettman when he's walking out the door. Don't you dare let Arizona yeah. lose their NHL. Because that's it's like it's like he's obsessed with keeping them there. And hopefully, point. hopefully his successor, the first thing he does would be to move Arizona out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, yeah. he takes that letter, the successor, throws it in the garbage can, and says, oh, "Fuck it, I'm going to do what I want." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the Friday card. We've got Ottawa Senators, New York Rangers. Rangers minus one eighty, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. I definitely. I'm going to place a small bet on Ottawa. It's not something that I'd like as much as the other two games we'll talk about. And I am a little bit leery about going against the Rangers in this spot for one reason, even though they already beat Ottawa, is that this is going to be Igor Shosturkin tonight. And it's his first game after basically putting himself, you know, in front of the, you know, he's called himself to account and put the blame on him, put it on his shoulders for the issues with the New York Rangers saying, I'm playing like shit. I'm not playing well. I got to play better. And this will be his first start since he had that uh, statement after the New Jersey loss earlier this week because, of course, he didn't play Wednesday against Ottawa. That was Halak that night. Shesterkin in. It wouldn't shock me to see him look like Shesterkin of old tonight, play a good game. So that's the one concern here with taking this price with Ottawa. But the Rangers have some major problems. They're still loose in their own end zone with coverage. You know, the offense has been a little bit more erratic of late, and they are getting dominated. And it's a great point by my friend Jimmy the bag when I did his show earlier today they're getting crushed in the face-off circle like their face-off percentages are awful so when you lose the face-off you don't have the puck you know you're chasing the game and, and Ottawa somehow gets outshot by the Rangers even though they dominated the face-off circle which means what the fuck are you doing if you're Ottawa you've got the puck all that time uh, Wednesday night and you basically don't do half as much as you should with the puck and that explains, you know, some of the issues they have had. We expected this to be just this high-flying offensive team, and it's been uh, only that in fits and starts this year for the Ottawa Senators, which also explains why they've gone, believe it or not, we talked about Ottawa, this big-time over team, game-to-game, not lately. How about nine straight unders for the Ottawa Senators coming into tonight? 9-0 and to the under in their last nine games. I would actually lean a little bit to the under. I love the under game. tonight. I love yeah, it. I- yeah, I think there's some truth to that. It's six yep. and a half. You got to think Shesterkin, you know, is going to play pretty well with a goalie of his caliber coming out, making the statements he made after New Jersey. It was 3-1 the other night. It stayed under. Now, normally when it's the same two teams head to head, I try to go the other way and make a case for something different. Like if it's low scoring in the first meeting, go over the second or vice versa. But I think I would still look toward this being a little bit of a lower scoring game, given that Ottawa trend. In the fact, I expect Shesterkin to be pretty good in net. So I'd lean under just a tiny bet on Ottawa just because I think there's some value in the number, and I don't trust the Rangers as this big home favorite. But definitely keep your eye on a Shesterkin early. Might be a good live betting game too uh, because yeah. if you see Shesterkin on his game early, it might mean that uh, he's ready to look at the, like that Vesna trophy-winning form, Igor Shesterkin tonight. Alex, what do you think here, Ottawa, New York? One quick thing I didn't get to mention when we were doing the recaps. I had the New Jersey and now uh, Nashville draw. Yes, something I, I mentioned is now five eight uh, in the five draws now in the last eight meetings between those two teams. But this game, I'm right there with you with the under uh, six and a half and a dollar five. Looking back at the history with these two teams, nineteen six and five to the under the last thirty meetings in New York. Wow. 42, 
14 and 12 the last 68 meetings wow. overall. So this has been an under matchup for literally the last two plus decades. Uh, and like I said, with the current form of Ottawa right now, they're trying to, to make, they can't get the offense just rocking and rolling like the, like we anticipated at the beginning of the year, trying to be more responsible defensively because of the goaltending issue. Not, you know, they don't have the best goalies in the world to begin with. And then the Rangers, same kind of deal. They play a, a tighter style. Shesterkin, he's back into even halfway uh, decent form. We usually tend to see an under and a good performance from him. So six and a half and a dollar five. I think that's a great price. Uh, I think this should really be probably 20 cents more, to be honest. So I think we're getting some good value here. VC is worth a goal prop tonight. Again, top line. He finally struck. Uh, and, you know, we've been waiting for VC on that top line since he's been there for several games now with Zabanajad and Kreider to finally produce something. And he did uh, against Ottawa. So he might be worth a goal prop tonight. Uh, Vitaly Kratsov. For the uh, New York Rangers, uh, he has been out of the lineup, came back against Ottawa uh, finally, and now he's going to get, it looks like, the second line tonight, move up even further. So will that youngster, Kratsov, maybe be motivated to have a good game tonight? Maybe there's some value in his goal prop as well. Jimmy, what do you think here, Senators, Rangers? Yeah, I'm going to take that under, guys. I love it, and it just even enforces it now with what Alex said there. And, you know, you, you pointed out just and I think he's, he wants to prove something. He wants to, he wants to go out there and probably, you know, show his teammates, Hey, I got your back. You're going to see an under here and look, Ottawa, you know, it's ironic when I was listening to you talk about how they're playing more defensive now, they're almost becoming what we thought Seattle was going to be. They're just going to, you know, be more about scrapping, keeping the puck out of the net. And if they get some breaks here and here, an offensive break here and there, then, then they'll take it. So uh, they're going to play a real safe game, I think, going forward. So you could see more unders with them. And definitely it's been that way uh, with the uh, Senators, nine straight unders, and the Rangers, you know, are trying, I think, to get back to some level. That's really amazing how many times they've given up big goals, the blown lead to Edmonton. They gave up five to New Jersey, and that's the game that Shesterkin was really upset with his play. And rightfully so, because the one goal was really, it's like Shesterkin gave up that type of goal just something you never ever see from him so he wasn't happy and uh, this is his first chance at redemption following those comments and that rough night against new jersey we'll see if he's ready to bounce back uh, nashville and the new york islanders we've got the islanders minus 165 home favorites five and a half the total here we go again with a five and a half here as far as the total so for that reason that's what i'm doing right now when i see these games drop from six to five and a half i have now seen it's it happened with carolina st louis last night Went from six to five and a half. We've seen a lot of these games find their way over the total. It's crazy. It's gone against the line move where the games are still going over the total, even though they're betting them down from six to five and a half with the total. So for that reason, now with this total dropping to five and a half, I'm going to come in with the over. Not something I love because this does have the feel of a game that could be tight with Sorokin expected to be a net for the Islanders uh, tonight in this game. It looks like it should be Kevin Lankinen. Uh, for Nashville, former Chicago Blackhawk, after it was Soros last night. Uh, you would think it's Lankin tonight. Lankin has actually been better than I expected so far this season, but is he someone that I'm willing to bank on game in and game out? Not so much, and especially in this spot with a rested New York Islanders team. They haven't played since that Tuesday night loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Two days off to kind of stew about that game. We've got the better team still, in my opinion, the Islanders, 15-9 and nine overall, 8-3. and three. Uh, at home this year. So they've played very well uh, on home ice. I like the Islanders here in regulation. That's going to be the way uh, I'm going to approach it. And you can get it pretty much close to uh, even money. I know earlier today at Pinnacle, it was minus 102 
uh, to get the uh, New York Islanders uh, in regulation. And I think it's still pretty close to that range at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, actually plus 108. Uh, you can get at some spots here with the uh, Islanders in regulation. Actually, it's gotten better, the price on the Islanders in regulation at Pinnacle right now. So that's what I like here. Islanders in reg, plus 108, bounce back here. Rest advantage, Nashville. Now, Nashville, just like yesterday, we talked about this with the New Jersey game. They've owned New Jersey. They've owned the Islanders, believe it or not, as well. So that's your one you know, little hang-up possibly with taking the Islanders is that series history dominance for the Predators head-to-head, but... You know, I still think this is obviously a scheduling spot edge for the Islanders. Off a loss to the Flyers. Expect a good game. Better game from Sorokin. I think it's probably the better goalie in net as well. Islanders bounce back here, and I still think they win this game, and I'll take them in regulation, plus 108. Alex, uh, Predators, Islanders. Yeah, this is the one game I'm going to pass. I like the other two spots a little bit more. Like I said, uh, Nashville has dominated against the Islanders, and it's, it's interesting. Some teams do well in these little pockets where we talk, we talk about the New York, New Jersey trip, the California trip, the that Florida swing with the, you know Carolina or Nashville tailed in. You can find some of those uh, you know some of those patterns and some win patterns, and that's what we're seeing with Nashville. So it's tough to take them, uh, you know, any given night. They look, you know, look good one night. And next thing you know, they, they look bad the next. They're very inconsistent. Kevin Lincoln that has looked better, like I said, than we kind of both thought uh, going into this year. He's, you know, kind of settled into that backup role pretty well. So, uh, you know, I, I would lean toward Nashville ever so slightly if I had to play a side. But there's other spots I like more, so it's a pass. Pass, pass for Alex here with this one. Jimmy, what do you like here, Predators, Islanders? Pass as well. All right, there we go. Pass indeed uh, in this one. Uh, Prop-wise, like I don't know if there's going to be an offensive explosion tonight, but uh, no question right now, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, who's becoming more famous for as famous for fighting as producing offensively lately <laughs> uh, for the uh, New York Islanders, but he's still on that top line. I always say he is worth a look, and it looks like they're bumping up Simon Holmstrom tonight, the New York Islanders, to that top line with Barzell uh, and uh, Wallstrom. So Simon Holmstrom might be an undervalued prop uh, option to score a goal tonight for the New York Islanders. Uh, for Nashville, um, you know, we saw Granlin tie it up. Certainly Ryan Johansson had the two-goal night last night. Uh, I would probably look more toward Parson and again here. Granlin even because he's moved up to the top line and he produced there. So a couple options there for the props and the goal scorers market on both sides here in this game. All right, we wrap it up with the final of the three games tonight, Columbus and Winnipeg. Uh, the Jets minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I was definitely leaning Winnipeg early, and I still think they are capable of winning this game. And I here's another guy, kind of like Lankinen, we just talked about for Nashville. Don't expect much from Lankinen, but he's played better than I expected. Same thing with Riddick. Don't expect much from Riddick, but uh, the first start was brutal for him. But the last couple have been a little bit better. That being said, is he still, yeah, David Riddick. I'm going to bank on him every night to uh, shut the door and be a brick wall in net. <laughs> that is not the case, not even close. So from that standpoint, uh, he is confirmed, by the way, in net. It feels like a good spot to get him in there uh, if you're Rick Bonus, because, you know, you played some tough teams, tough competition. You're playing Columbus tonight, uh, and then you go to Anaheim Sunday. So it's a nice time to really give Hellebuck a few days to rest, and he needs it. He's faced a lot of rubber, 40 shots. He faced in that 5 nothing very impressive shutout win uh, against Colorado uh, the other night. But uh, I like Winnipeg to score on Columbus. I still can't imagine that Winnipeg doesn't have offensive success. First of all, they've scored goals in bunches at home this year. 
three or four goals is what you normally get, at least from the Jets on home ice. Columbus is still ravaged with tons of defensive injuries. Four starting defensemen remain out for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Boquist, Blankenberg, Bean, and Wierenski, uh, they're all out for Columbus. Yet they've somehow managed to hang tough and compete in a lot of these games without them. Maybe more difficult tonight on the road. And with Jonas Corposalo in net, not Tarasov. Because Tarasov's been flat out better than Tara, than uh, Corposalo uh, in recent games. But they're going with Corposalo. Three and four, 3.76 goals against average. 899 save percentage. So he hasn't been uh, very good below average so far this year uh, for the uh, Jackets. Corposalo will get the start in net here. Like we mentioned, Riddick for Winnipeg. Uh, I was initially going to look toward the Jets team total over three and a half and only that uh, in this game over three and a half minus 124 for the Jets team total. But I'm not only going to bet that, but I'm also going to split it between that and the full game over now that we have a confirmation of David Riddick in net over six and a half uh, minus uh, 110. As I do believe the Jackets now, the door is open for them to score uh, a few goals tonight, possibly not just because of Riddick being in net. But even though the Jets have played very well defensively lately, you played Colorado, Dallas, you played some really big games. Now you got lowly battered, battered and bruised, injury riddled, struggling Columbus coming into town. And this could be a night where that t- defense is not quite as intense or airtight. Maybe a little loose tonight. Maybe a little lackadaisical on the back end for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, given the spot. So I think that with combined with Riddick and Net, and you could see make a case for the Jackets being able to find the back of the net at least a couple of times tonight. So a uh, Winnipeg team total over three and a half minus 125 and also uh, Columbus Winnipeg over six and a half minus 110 for me in this game. Alex Jackets Jets. Yeah, to our friend in the chat, Chris Otto, I got to give you the old not so fast, my friend. He's looking at first period under. I'm looking at first period over. David Riddick and his starts going back to last year with Nashville. 13 and 3 to the first period over. This season, 2 wow. and 2. With the two games that uh, did go under, there was one goal and there were plenty of power play chances in, in both of those contests. I think we're going to see a lot of action up and down here. I love that first period over. You're only laying $1.40 right now if you shop around with the one and a half. If you, you see anything higher, wait and grab it in game. I also would look to grab uh, over six and a half. Uh, right now, that, that's near even money price for the over the full game as well. I think we're going to see goals back and forth. Corpusallo and Riddick is not a, a matchup that, that's going to be uh, a whole lot of shutdown defense. All right, so liking that first period over here, Jackets and Jets for uh, Alex B. Smith. Again, that's around minus there's 145 to minus 150 with that in terms of the juice. So uh, make sure you shop around for the uh, best of the price there with Columbus Winnipeg over one and a half uh, in the first period. Uh, Jimmy, how about you here? Columbus Winnipeg. I'm going I'm to piggyback on both of you guys. I really didn't have much of a feel for this game, but I like the first period over and I like the uh, team total over for the Jets. Yeah, they have definitely been good scoring goals on home ice. When you're putting up five on Colorado, you're doing something right off it. You know what's amazing, too? And we got to give Rick Bonus a shit ton of credit. Okay, oh, nobody saw the Jets being this good this year. And I know p- some people in Dallas, there's a guy, Nathan, Nathan Smith. He was on some of our betcasts last year. Big Stars fan. He couldn't wait to see Rick Bonus hit the road uh, in terms of uh, not being the coach there anymore. But he's done a nice job. The dressing room looks a lot more harmonious. There's a lot more camaraderie. A lot of those bad vibes have been cleared away. They've played a much better team game. And the top players for the Jets are playing like it. Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois has been outstanding. Blake Wheeler, what a resurgence for him this year 
He looks like a totally different player. He looks like he's feeling it again. He's totally comfortable. I wasn't sure Blake Wheeler would accept having the captaincy removed from him. But look at the way he's played. I mean, Hattrick, he's been better offensively. has been good on all areas of the ice. They're getting some of the youngsters stepping up for the uh, Jets as well. Uh, Shifley's been good, but Josh Morrissey's having a breakout year. This is could this could be the season for Morrissey, and I think he's worth a look from a prop standpoint tonight. How do you not take Josh Morrissey to score a goal right now? He's gotten four goals in the last six games for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, all from the blue line. You can still get a you know an absolutely terrific price on him to uh, score a goal tonight at several books. Bet three six five alone has him at plus three fifty. Uh, to score a goal tonight. So Josh Morrissey, this could be that season where he goes from good defenseman to potentially, you know, bordering on great defenseman, you know, because he's really becoming more of an offensive-minded difference maker. You know, he's always been one of the better defensemen that the Jets have had the last two years, but he's taken his game to another level, and credit to him. Yeah, he has. You know what? And I want to go back to what you said about bonus there, and he's – Look, I, a lot of places he goes to, and I, I, I remember Rick Bonus from way back. I'm showing my age, but he, he took he took a Boston Bruins team in the 91-92 season. They had no Cam Neely. They were missing Adam Oates for a while. Uh, they had some other injuries. Bork was in and out, and he took them to the conference final against the mighty mighty Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Penguins ended up sweeping them, and then they went on to beat the Blackhawks in the Cup final. But you know, they swept the Canadians on home ice. And that's probably one of my greatest memories growing up watching that game and being there. He's he overachieves wherever he goes and he and the players love him. So I don't know why that guy wanted him out of Dallas so fast. I mean, even when you talk to the players right now in Dallas, they still miss him. They still praise him and say, look, this guy was great for us. He came in at the right time and it is what it is. But I mean, he, I've never heard a bad thing from anyone about Rick Bonus. Actually, his press conferences are not bad. Actually, they're you know he's got that like r- gravelly, raspy type voice when he when he's yep. talking. Uh, Rick Bonus, and he's actually pretty funny. It's like when he was criticizing the referees in the Dallas game, which was absurd that with Hellebuck lost his goalie mask and they didn't blow the play down, and Dallas scored on the play. He's like, I'm as confused as anybody. He says, says no shit. He says join the club. <laughs> uh, we don't know. Like they blew it dead when um, Ottinger in that game lost his goalie pad which is obviously not as harmful to your, you know, physical well-being as losing your goalie mask and the play continuing. And yet they didn't blow it dead when Hellebuck lost his goalie mask in that same game. So no wonder he was frustrated. Where was the consistency? Uh, so, yeah, and he's, he's done a great job. There's no denying that uh, whatsoever. So I like Morrissey from a goal scorer prop standpoint. Uh, Columbus, uh, you know, there's a good night probably with Riddick and that to take a look at some props with them. The big news for the Jackets here is the fact that Lion has been activated from injured reserve. So he's back. He's missed the last seven games. In Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. You're reading my mail, Jimmy. Gets his (laughs) former team. Back on that top line spot tonight with Johnny Uh. Gaudreau. Yeah, back on that top line spot with Johnny Gaudreau as well. Uh, And Boone Jenner. Uh, He'll be on that top line with those two. Uh, I think it's a good prop. I like Kent Johnson as well. I think he's definitely been uh, impactful. He's getting more ice time now on the second line for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He scored two goals uh, in the last four games. Kent Johnson is going to be a nice offensive player in this league uh, for the yeah. Blue Jackets. So that's a good prop. And like I said, Morrissey for Winnipeg. And I'm trying to see. I think there was one more that I was targeting for the Jets. Da, 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 let's see. Oh, Perfetti and Barron. Uh, two young guys. 
Barron's on the top line with Dubois and Connor. He's going to get opportunities. Didn't score the other night, but had chances. Morgan Barron, Cole Perfetti. I'd probably look at some uh, goal props involving those two guys right now uh, as well. So it's a good prop game uh, because we do think there's going to be some goals between the uh, Blue Jackets and the Jets tonight. All right, that's the Friday card. Uh, thanks to everyone on YouTube for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. And a reminder, check out patreon.com slash iceguys. Uh, just $10 per month. Our daily Ice Guys show betting card is there. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, and a whole lot more. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. And as Alex is about to mention, check out our Ice Guys store <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely. IceGuys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, still got a few days left to get free shipping. That's standard shipping and 15% off everything in the store. So we got shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got caps, we got mugs, we got everything. Uh, get all your holiday shopping done with us at the Ice Guys store. Absolutely. And Jimmy Murphy, check out his work, bostonhockeynow.com. Check out all the team sites at nationalhockeynow.com. I do every day, honestly, because it actually helps the handicapping. It does. Because you get tidbits and you get people covering these teams morning, noon, and night that are putting out articles with information that you may not find anywhere else. So make sure you're checking out nationalhockeynow.com. They keep adding more team sites to the to the uh, network uh, by the uh, week, by the month. And Jimmy is part of that with the uh, Boston Bruins coverage on bostonhockeynow.com. How's work going, Jimmy? I'm sure you're keeping busy. Yeah, everything's great, man. It's it's going well. You know, we're getting in the media season. I just uh, still, I got to nail down a, a place to live a lot closer to the rink because these rides are killing me. But other than that, things are good. All right, awesome stuff. So check out Jimmy's work too, bostonhockeynow.com. Uh, all that uh, there, great stuff. And like I say, a lot of great team websites there for great hockey content. All right, best bets to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go with that Winnipeg-Columbus, that first period over. One and a half, like I said, even at $1.45, that would be my cutoff. Anything higher, just wait a few minutes and grab it in-game. But that's definitely a good spot. Riddick, 13-3, and three, dating back to the last season in 16 starts. That's not even counting games where he's actually come in early in the first period because of injuries and still gave up uh, a goal or ended up being where it was a two-goal game uh, in the first period. So, We'll go CBJ and the Jets. First period over one and a half, minus $1.45. That's my best bet for Friday night. Right. There it is. Blue Jackets and Jets over one and a half. First period, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, best bet for you can be anything. Could be a game from tonight, or you could go look ahead to Saturday for your best bet. What do you like? I'll stick with tonight, and I'll take that under in the Rangers Senators. All right, there we go. Under six and a half, minus 110, Ottawa Senators, New York Rangers. Uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Uh, my best bet for this card, I'm going to go New York Islanders in regulation, plus 108 at Pinnacle, best price there. Great spot, bounce back time for the Islanders. Sorokin is the number one goaltender in the NHL right now in terms of goals saved above average. That is how good he's been. Hasn't been confirmed in net, but I would certainly anticipate him being in net. Uh, I think the Islanders bounce back, and I think Nashville might bounce the other way after a huge, stunning comeback win against New Jersey last night. So uh, Islanders in regulation, plus 108 for my best bet here for this uh, Friday uh, NHL card. And uh, Alex pointing out in our chat that Dave Haxtall is even better in terms of the odds and price at Caesar Sportsbook for yeah. the Jack Adams, 33-1. to 1. That's literally wow. the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going home Monday, Chicago. As soon as I land in Illinois, I'm getting the Caesars account. And that's the first thing I'm betting. <laughs> you should be nice. 33 to 1. Whether he yeah. wins it or not, we're talking about betting yeah. prices. We're talking about betting numbers. With that Seattle team playing like they are right now and where they are in the standings, he cannot be 33 to 1 odds. That's yeah, crazy. He cannot be. 
to win the Jack Adams. Simple as that. That's a Jack ass line for Dave Haxtell to win the uh, coach of the year uh, as uh, the Jack Adams winner. So great find there uh, by Alex. Uh, Jimmy, final thoughts from you since we're not going to hear from you until next Friday. Uh, just some final words. Anything you want to say? No, just, I mean, I think, uh, like you said earlier, it's going to be a fun game I'll be at tomorrow. There's a lot of good games in the slate, so everybody enjoy the hockey. Enjoy your weekend and stay safe. Absolutely. What a weekend for Jimmy, these next two games that he gets to cover, the Avs and the Golden Knights coming into Boston. So uh, what a few days it's going to be covering the Bruins for the scribes in Beantown, including our own Jimmy Murphy. Uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you tomorrow, Saturday, noon Eastern for a massive Saturday card on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 